0: Welcome into the Triple Play Fantasy Baseball Show. Let's roll. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome in to another episode of the Triple Play Fantasy Baseball Show. A proud member of Fantasy Points and the Fantasy Points Media Group. D-Mendy here, joined by the normal cast and crew and a special guest tonight. Of course, the normal cast and crew being Doc, Marty, Party, and Lil Cheesecake. Lil Cheesecake partook in something special before the show, it seems like, as he's in a special mood tonight. Cheesecake, how are you doing?
1: Excellent. Excellent. It is a uh, show night. Show night, the night I am a, uh, a minor celebrity. And it's my favorite <laughs> night of the week. <laughs> you, uh, what do you say to your fans? my fans my fans know how i feel about them i love them come back you know hit me up on twitter hit me up on all my socials i'm not gonna tell you what they are
0: hit you up on the tinder
1: hit me up on the tinder
2: hey how do i get a nickname a little cheesecake how do i get one of those <laughs> you
1: gotta come up with your rap name
2: that's your rap name and
0: the last thing you ate
2: oh man Model, right, whatever right. that is. We'll mm-hmm. see we, are, you gonna, yeah. are you
1: gonna spit a rhyme later then no no You're no sure we got to get in we got to get in a battle zone somewhere with okay. a good crowd There we go. and okay. rhymes.
2: Yeah. you got to feel it you got to feel it mm-hmm. it's got to be the right the, space
0: i don't know if i've ever heard doc rap before doc have you ever rapped probably not i don't think i've heard myself rap either that's i was thinking of when they were talking about it i was like i feel like all these years it would have been something you could have done at some point but you never have maybe so, for your next birthday i'll rap for you there you go that'd be a great there you gift. go Marty Party in the house, of course.
3: Always uh, looking dapper. Always hey, here. Thank you. What's up, man? Not too much. As you know, I'm in sales. So today was the last day of the month. It's been balls to the wall. Um, so I'm happy to be here, talk baseball, and just screw around with you guys. Marty, did you need your quota? The sales call at 9.30. you have to get to in five minutes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I better close it. Did you higher. meet your quota? I did. I blew it out of the water. Well, I, was like, I always want more, 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 more. That's the name. That's the, you you put know, your the business. But you didn't ask me all. if I've ever rapped before. In fifth grade, I was in a rap group and my name was MT Special. Wow.
0: <laughs> wow. Oh, <laughs> oh, so, so now I awesome. know where, where your Reddit name is. I like that. You yep.
3: yep. stepped like in a room full of name. rappers.
0: Good <laughs>
2: grief. his
3: Reddit name, MT Special. <laughs> and my gamer tag uh, hit me up on Xbox. Why did you not tell us that was your nickname before? Right? We could have done it that. It hasn't came, came up already. yet. I don't lead that when I meet people. I wasn't like, hey, Will, great to meet you. By the way. Empty special in the house. I and just you thought thought
2: were telling me I some stories words
0: like empty
3: special, like not fulfilling the promise. Jesus, no. Well,
0: I hear when you hear empty, you think empty. So yeah, it does make sense. I don't know if was that on purpose.
3: <laughs> we were in fifth grade. No, we,
0: we don't, I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> well, Anyway, we got a special guest tonight. We welcome in a man who is the captain of Vibes. He's living a dream, working for the Diamondbacks and, of course, the Hillsboro Hops. If you see him, make sure you pinch him. And he's just overall a great fantasy dude, a great real life dude. Got to meet him in Arizona. It is the Will Garofalo. How's it going, man?
2: It's going well, man. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Hey, man, fun fun to have you
0: on the show, man. It it was great meeting you in person because I know we've interacted on Twitter over the years. And uh, it's fun to actually get to, to see a face in real life to the name.
2: Absolutely. And I think, uh, kind of like with COVID and everything that played into it a lot. It was like a lot of social interaction, meeting everybody. And like at the same time, it was like, I've known you guys. It felt like forever because we've talked online. You guys are great dudes. Uh, we got to get a little cheesecake out there and I uh, get him partying, <laughs> going crazy. Um, but yeah, it was a great time, man. I met a lot of people who I had, you know, never met in person. And uh, that's what's so special about it. So if you haven't got out there, I definitely would recommend it uh everyone's super nice and uh probably more nice than you would even expect which is rare i feel like so yeah i can't recommend it enough it Was great meeting you guys G- gotta hang out more i'm thinking about maybe florida i don't know we might have to figure out florida that's a that's a flight from uh portland oregon but it might be worth it
0: we were talking about oregon because i wanted to visit there this summer i think that's yeah. just like the the best spot to go on a vacation the the nature and the whole environment there is pretty like awesome, isn't it?
2: Yeah, you got a lot. I mean, you basically can drive an hour and a half to the beach, an hour and a half to the mountains, plenty of hiking, tons of trees everywhere. Then you got all the city vibe, of course, which, you know, they're trying to do their little LA thing, little hipster, you know, yeah. little w- whatever, uh, but great coffee and, uh, beer if that's your kind of thing and the food scene. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good time if, uh. It gets kind of a bad rap here and there, you know, uh, protests and stuff like that. But uh, there's still a lot of a lot of good in Portland and Oregon overall. So, can't you know, I'd recommend it.
0: Shout out, Oregon. I will yeah, be going out. in you very soon. So just <laughs> keep, it, <laughs>
1: Gosh.
0: keep an eye out for that. Yeah, All right, there you go. Let's uh, get into the show tonight. We've got a fun another episode in our Dynasty series. We're talking about the NL Central tonight. As you guys know that have been listening over the last month, we've been taking the dynasty part of fantasy baseball because we're in the off season and we're looking at our top three dynasty assets for each team in the division. The only caveat being they have to have some major league experience because we leave our prospect talk to the call up. So if you guys want to hear prospect stuff about all these uh, teams, make sure you guys check out the call up on YouTube and on the triple play podcast feed. So, without further ado, let's go to this first team in there. And when I told Will he was doing the Pirates, I don't think I've ever seen somebody excited to talk about the Pittsburgh Pirates until I met Will. So I'm pumped we picked the right guy for the show to uh, talk about this team that's been dreadful for what it feels like forever at this point. Will, can you give us your first dynasty asset that's currently on this Pittsburgh Pirates roster?
2: Absolutely. And it's funny because when you first let me know, I was thinking, man, I, I thought these guys liked me. They're giving me the Pirates, <laughs> huh? This is the last pick. And I started to think. I said, you know what? This is actually a blessing in disguise because we got to start with O'Neill Cruz. I mean, mm-hmm. this guy is ridiculous.
0: Oh, you know what? You gave me the heads up. I'm prepared.
2: I mean, I mean, duck for cover, okay? Because this guy might hit a slider in the dirt out 450 feet. I mean, he's ridiculous. So, Everyone knows uh elite speed 98th percentile uh elite max xv you got um 122.4 that's I mean that's the best in the business uh number one batted ball in cast era so the big issue is does he strike out too much does he chase too much how's the launch angle cuz he hits the ball on the ground a lot um I mean not every guy's going to be perfect, and to me, if you're hitting the ball that much, like or or that hard, when you do make contact, your quality of contact is so good. I think you can make some tweaks. He's 24 years old. I mean, he's six seven. I think he can stay at short. If they really want to move him off, they could. Um, but I think he can stay there. He's going to hit in the top four of the order. Um, this last year in 2022, he had a little bit of a. A platoon risk with hitting lefties, the WRC plus against lefties was 48, but it is only in 111 plate appearances. So it's like, how much can we really, you know, put in that he's 24. He was 23 then. So it's like, this guy's getting his first shake in the big leagues. Like I try not to just act like, oh, this is who he is. I think sometimes we get caught up in that. It's like, I want to make an analysis and a judgment on this guy right away. And that doesn't give us like any room for like, oh, maybe he makes a tweak or an adjustment. And this guy, I mean, he's a physical freak. So I'm not going to put it past him to like make a tweak here or there. Um, And then against righties, I mean, he crushed righties, WRC plus 132. Um, You know, they talk about the park factors are maybe an issue because it's in Pittsburgh. It's like six worse for power. But, I mean, he still hit, I think he hit eight or nine, he hit nine home runs and 181 plate appearances there at home. So it's like, again, it's like, how much do these like factors really apply to somebody who just seems to really be like, kind of somebody we can't really quantify yet. I mean, you have judge, but you don't have judge with this speed. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you look at how he came up last year, he came up in June. Uh, so we didn't get a taste of him until then. And then his first two months were really bad. I mean, he hit under 200, uh, 244 on base, big strikeout problem, contact problem, 61%, strikeout 38. Uh, so not numbers you want to see, but again, it's like this is first taste. Um, there's maybe some, you know, character issues you want to say, or maybe sometimes he's not interested. You know, I kind of just note that, but I don't, I'm not going to like judge him. We're not, you know, playing for that I'm trying to, you know, win a road league or something like that or whatever points. Um, so you have two – go ahead.
0: I was going to say, I, I can't let us talk a positive about O'Neill Cruz for too long. Go uh, ahead. i got to be the Debbie Downer in this sense. Okay. we but were. The, get, I was probably getting to it, but go ahead. Go ahead. Chase <laughs> great is one thing. He swings at some of the worst pitches ever that are, like, clearly balls. Like, he yeah. refuses to take a walk. And, like yeah. – that like that he's 24 years old it's not like you know like he's he knows better yeah I isn't there
2: so I don't yeah I don't know I mean I I see that sometimes but if you look if you look at uh uh what's the stat here I have uh like if you look at his swing percentage he only swings like 41 percent of the time which is kind of weird because you would think somebody who's chasing like that would be swinging a lot so I wonder if it is something of maybe he's trying to do too much you know, or just, or gripping a little bit when he comes up. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, you're definitely right. Like that's
0: going to be part just of watch the wrong games to bet on
2: that. That could be it too. You know, sometimes it's, it's weird, right? You feel like you watch a guy and you're like, I see this guy hit a home run every time and you go, look, he's got six home runs. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, have I seen every home run? Um, yeah. I, We need to get you on a stat cast reel and just watching some of these rockets he's hitting and just calm the nerves mm-hmm. on the, the bad swings,
0: it wasn't even have, just a bad swing, it was a bad error on top of that. Okay, well, he has yeah. the get, getting thrown hit ball. out
2: at third, making the first out. I get you, I hear you. I mean,
0: he does
1: have the hardest hit perfect. ball
0: in the StatCast cast era. Yeah, that was something that he did. And to your point, Will, if you look his month by month, uh, 214, yep. 202, 195. But once you got into September, tell him September, and then. And then, yeah, 284 in September. And then in October, 19 plate appearances hit 313 with a 421 OBP. Uh, the one thing with his improvement, which is great, one thing also that we talked about that he's free. One that looks like he's going to be walking in the Pittsburgh Pirates. If he does start hitting, is he going to be the type of guy that pitchers don't give him anything good to hit because the lineup around him is very bad. And so he starts pressing and starts swinging and taking pitches because he doesn't walk already. So that that's where my my concern a little bit could tie in without the protection there that he could go into a slump because pitchers are basically not throwing him anything to hit if they're not worried about the rest of their lineup. And I don't know if he's, if he's good enough at this point to be like an Aaron judge where he's able to just, Look at the strike zone and able to uh, to judge it well enough to be able to uh, you know wait for his pitch to hit. So um, we'll have to see what's up with that. I yeah, think um, I'm reading the I got to read the private chat while I'm talking. Uh, but yeah, O'Neill Cruz is definitely a very polarizing yeah. player for sure. And,
2: and and I and I hear that and I think that's part of the adjustment. Right, Is he has to learn that like I, if they're not going to pitch to me, I can't swing. I have to get on base and hurt them with my legs. Right. And then if I'm continuously hurting them with my legs, then you got to think twice about, you know, and that's the other thing though. I think that he's a very daunting player to pitch to. So I think that that psychologically with the pitcher on the mound, he's like, I better not make a mistake. Right. So I think that that that's the counterbalance is if he's maybe making a mistake or trying to be more careful, Cruz has to lay off that a little bit more. Um, but it shows already if he's not swinging a lot to me, it tells me that okay maybe there's a tweak. It's not that he needs to be Javi Baez and cut all the way down. Um, so and I get the team. I mean that's definitely one of the downsides. But he did have forty or uh, fifty one, fifty four RBIs uh, already right. last year and over three hundred plate appearances. So maybe there is maybe that's a little overblown. I, I mean I don't know that's uh they got brian reynolds there that uh, they got a couple other guys i don't know how you feel about cabrian hayes
0: um
2: but yeah well let's
0: let's wrap up with this so we can yeah i was gonna say let's wrap up with this because i know we'll talk about a lot of other players not even though o'neill cruz is definitely a very polarizing player to talk about this is a redraft question but it just kind of shows how we feel about o'neill cruz right now he's going 77 on nfbc uh right about Pick 76. Are you guys comfortable taking him where he is right now? Yes or no? Yes. Will? Yes. Yes. Art? Yes. Marty? Yes. yes.
3: Eric? Yes. In the uh, first pitch Arizona. So uh, the pro,
2: the profile you're going to get from him is like one of like 10 guys. So the batting average might not be really great like some of these yeah. other guys, but you're talking about twenty five twenty, And so. Yeah, I'm getting. I'm grabbing that. A lot of those guys are going in the first, second, third rounds.
0: O'Neill Cruz at pick, what did I say? 73. Or, uh, no, what did I say? 76. 76. O'Neill Cruz at pick 76, or Adolus Garcia at pick 63. Cruz. Cruz. Cruz.
1: Cruz, but I hate both. When is is Jazz Chisholm going? Jazz Chisholm. is four, going, yeah. He's yeah. going 51. 51. Okay. He's kind of like this year's Jazz Chisholm.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. So let's move then to our next team. And LC is up. And he got to do his hometown Chicago Coveys uh, back in here. I don't know what uh, video you're referencing to. If he would take O'Neill Cruz, would you, O'Neal, would you draft
1: Cruz? Cruz? Yeah. Oh, he's a he's no.
0: Yeah, we're on the same page. I got Mike Carter checking in here. It's our dude. Uh, Art, talk to us about the hometown Cubs and uh, what we should talk about for their first dynasty asset.
1: I'm going to start with Hayden Wesneski, the uh, 25-year-old pitching uh, pickup from from, uh, the Yankees in the Scott Efros trade at the trade deadline last year. Wesneski is... uh, possibly the best young arm in the best in the Cubs on the Cubs team. Definitely the best one in the major league roster at the moment. He has a whippy motion, uh, produces great movement on the slider and he actually throws four pitches right now. And he, in 2022 in the big leagues, he was incredibly effective with that arsenal. He was all, he was well above league average in barrel rate, average exit velocity, sweet spot percentage, expected batting average, expected slugging, expected ERA, bada bing, bada boom. Wesneski was fantastic in his four starts that he put up in 2022 in six total appearances. <clears throat> so, what you're, what what you have to try and look into the future with this is like, where do you project him? I know our boy Vinny's huge on Hayden Wesneski. I, Mm -hmm. I think I'm starting to agree with him. Wesneski has a profile of, of, uh, a, a solid major league starting pitcher. His slider, which was very effective. It's very effective against righties and lefties. He uses it against both. It has the same type of movement. It's been compared to Sonny Gray's slider. It's been compared to Alec Manoa's slider. Um, and his, his, it's hard not to see Sonny Gray's throwing motion when you see Wes Nasky throw. Um and one of the things that I, I when I was researching that I found out was the uh his his pitching coach for double A, uh who really worked on his leg strength, really worked on his on his uh, uh throw pitching uh form was uh was Daniel Mascos, who's now a current Cubs coach. And I have to believe that his input was was sought in picking up Wes and uh, they, they knew they had something with him um, currently going at 2023 ADP currently nowhere to be found in the top 500 dynasty assets uh, on fan tracks. I think that's a mistake. I think Wes has a solid spot in the rotation and there's a potential to be pretty good this year. I think.
0: Art, what do you think is his ceiling? if you were to be like his best case scenario this year?
1: This season? Yes. Um, I best case scenario for West he wakes Nesky. up on
0: the right side of the bed and yeah. everything is coming up daisies for him. What's the best case scenario for Hayden Wisneski?
1: to not miss a start for okay. one second best case scenario. I think, you know, an ERA under four, uh, like a three, Ooh. seven, three, six, for his first season, with good strikeout numbers. Okay, but and is he the Cubs number two? You... Wow, well, or is he their ace be opening day? This. He might be better than Stroman. Yeah, I'm not oh. sure. <laughs> We're yeah. talking about the Cubs ace. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> he might be. Well, I mean, he might be. He's he he looked very good, and 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 I think he's 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 going to look. Pretty good next season as well. Uh, he's still young; he's only twenty-five, and this was his first taste. So, uh, so there, it's it's hard. You got to temper the expectations. It's a, it's a very small sample, but um, but you know something kind of clicked in his development in the last couple of years, especially when after he started working with the Yankees uh, pitching staff in the minor league that helped develop all theirs pitchers as well.
0: Elsie, are you worried about that he had a nearly 84% left on base percentage and that could have been a reason that maybe his numbers were a little bit better than what they might have been?
1: I mean, his numbers are not going to stay where they were uh, for sure. Cause I, yeah. I didn't write, write it down. He was, he was incredible. Uh, he would have been the Cy Young award winner if he put that up for a whole season. Um, and he would, you know, he Absolutely. So, yeah, everything is going to come back down to earth for sure with that. So, but, but, you know, 84% is not like, it's not like 90, 92. That's not like incredibly high. It's high, yeah. but it's not like incredibly high. I think the league so average, if, comes, if I'm not mistaken, I think the league average
0: is 73%, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Okay. So, it, there's, there is some room. And then if, if, that 84 drops into the sixties, then he's going to, and it's going to be bad, but, but yeah, so he was high, uh, for sure. So that's definitely going to lead to some regression right there as well. So, Art, I
0: think you're high for how many times you said high in the last minute. (laughs) Could be, uh, Vinny does think, which is the Hayden was guy. Like I said, if he breaks out, I feel like, uh, I, why do I keep calling him Vinny? I should call him DTF. That's what everybody knows him as here. Uh, has him as uh, he's the guy that I think was on that breakout first and he thinks Josh winder is the floor cop for him this year so got to see what happens with Mr. Wisniewski, Marty Party you have the Cincinnati Reds who have so much great young talent uh, not just in their minor leagues but also coming up with the big league especially on the pitching side who is I know two pitchers that you're going to have on this show so which yep. one you, do you already know first? we're
3: starting with uh, start with Nick Lodolo the 24 year old lefty out of TCU now for both both him and Hunter Green the great american smallport small, small part that's the big thing against them right so we got to start there put into the context of where they're going to be pitching half of their games uh Lodolo last year 4 and 7 3.66 ERA over the 103.1 innings he had 131 strikeouts with a 1.25 whip the good is 29.7 K percentage lights out 87th percentile. Um, his XBA was 215, which was in the 75th percentile. What I like about Lodolo is what I don't like about green and that Lodolo has four pitches. Green's basically rocking only two. So Lodolo has the four seam, the curveball, and the sinker, which he also he throws them about 32 to 26% of the time. So somewhere in there, it's pretty equal. He mixes in his change up 10% of the time. So he has a full arsenal. Now, the, the bad is 3.97 XERA, which is middling. I mean, especially when, uh, for, for a rookie and in that ballpark, it's not that bad, but his 8.8 walk percentage. Um, he needs to definitely improve that, you know, so that was in the 36th percentile. He, he flashed good command in college and the minors. So I, I think he's going to be able to come around there, but, um, you know, it, it was definitely one of his weaker points, uh, for his first year. Now, looking at, um, Trades, and this is my favorite favorite part of this. So, if I'm looking for a win now pitcher for Ladolo, here's here's three guys. Let me know what you think: Luis Castillo, Kevin Gaussman, or Max okay. Freed. Are we acquiring Ladolo? Right. Like, let's say I I want a win now pitcher, and you're not you don't really believe in what Ladolo did last year, and you, so you want to trade him. You want to trade him for a guy who's looking to unload Castillo, Gaussman, or Freed. I think that's somewhere the range for him with uh, Fried and Castillo being the top. Castillo's 30 years old, Fried's 29 and Kevin Gosman's 32. So I, I think those, that's, that's kind of the ballpark where I'm thinking um, for him on the, uh, the upper side. Uh, if I'm looking to I rebuild, if I'm looking to rebuild, I'm going to hold him. And the why I'm looking at his last month. So from September 1st to October 1st, over his third, over 36.1 innings, he had 49 strikeouts with a 2.48 ERA and a three point and a 2.72 X fit. So he was absolutely incredible. He wanted people a lot of leagues, especially in head to head leagues. So if I'm rebuilding and, you know, I, and I, and I, I need a pitching staff, I'm just going to hold them. If I'm looking to unload him for a, like a win now hitter, I'm looking for like a Corey Seeger or a Cedric Mullins, you know. Late 20s, early 30s, looking for a good hitter. I think that's somewhere to go. If you're looking to unload him and you you don't believe in his last month, Eloy Jimenez, Cabrian Hayes, your boy, Will, and then your your other boy, O'Neal Cruz. So I want to ask you, Will, what do you think about that? Lodolo for O'Neal Cruz.
1: No
2: shot.
3: Dynasty. No shot. No way? What about Cabrian Hayes? Yeah,
2: you you could have Hayes and a bucket of balls.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm not a big Hayes guy, but I think. Well, if girls, I offered you,
0: I if I offered you the naming rights to my firstborn child for, uh, for your guy, would you do it? And Lodolo? Uh, <laughs> that, would you not do it for just the naming what, rights?
2: What, what team are you doing? Who are you me? No. Uh, i give you, man, give you the naming
0: it. rights for my firstborn for uh, you can give me uh, David,
2: David. David. hold on hold on hold on hold on I can't co-sign on this <laughs> what kind of position are you putting me in right there
1: David knows he can't hold up his end of the bargain on that I'll tell either. my wife that like, can't hold, up. Got <laughs> can't hold dynasty. it up That's I got what what
0: is. And dynasty is worth giving up the naming rights for my firstborn
2: man I'm gonna be on the phone with the wife or the future wife and just like hey He's, Mendy said it. I don't know what to tell you. It's O'Neal. Sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'd be kicked out on the street.
2: Yeah. O'Neal Mendelssohn. No, Mandelson. Uh, no I love Ladolo's Lodolo's man. nice, though. Lodolo's nice. He is.
0: I, I like the comparisons you have, Marty. I think the pitchers you were talking about, I think, are right in that range where I would look at uh, like, to trade for in a dynasty league. Um, Doc, let's go to you. Actually, one thing I did want to say on Ladol before we move on. Uh, you talked about at the end of the season. He had back-to-back 11K outings. Uh, in that month alone, I had 44 strikeouts in 31.1 innings. Did you, did you say that Marty or no? Did I miss that?
3: I went a little bit further, uh, 36 innings and he had 49 Ks. Yeah. But you did, uh,
0: for October too. Yeah. Uh, yep. but remember he did miss that, uh, from April 24th until July 5th, he was out with injury and it looked like he pretty much turned the corner, uh, from that point because his whip Really, kind of. Even though he finished uh, the season with not a great whip, a one-two-five whip, uh, he really brought it down from the beginning of the season. It looked like he turned the corner once he came back and it really, really quickly
3: on that. Because Hunter Green also had an amazing last month, and uh, Little Cheesecake has talked about this a bunch. You're you're playing quad A players a lot of times that last yeah. month of the season, so we always got to keep that in mind. That's true. Very still true. Good, still good stuff. Doc, let's it, it go did, ahead. And it let's... did
2: shorten up, though. They did shorten up the rosters, though. So I don't think it's yeah. as big of a margin of
3: and that's why we bring in the guy who worked for a baseball team baby i'm here yeah, yeah
0: bring in the us
2: continue this show i talked about Cruz too long let's keep this rolling <laughs>
3: <laughs> all
0: right doc let's go to you you had the arizona or i'm sorry i said the arizona cardinals st louis cardinals and i'm curious did no one arenado make your list of course you want me to talk about him first i was going to talk with the, the i was going to talk about the nl mvp first no, why don't you talk about Nolan Arenado? Because if you want to get your love affair with him out first, you can. Okay. I mean, it's I can't believe he had to even ask that I would include him. So when we look at his stats last season, he hit 293, a 358 OBP, and 533 slug. He's 31 years old. He had 30 homers, 103 RBIs, five stolen base, which is actually a career high. And maybe this surprises you, but from a dynasty perspective, I'm still buying him. I think the industry is out on him for whatever reason, but he's just so consistent. He's played 91% of his games in his last seven full seasons. He's had one IL stint. His last seven seasons, he's had at least 30 home runs and 100 RBIs. He's hit 280 and at least six out of those last seven. He just had a career high five stolen bases. Now they're increasing the base size for here. And the K percentage is relatively low. It's 14.6 for his career. It was 11.6 last year. He's hitting in a great lineup. He opted in for the remaining five years, so he's going to be with the Cardinals for a while. He's 31 years old. Hitters like him can age very well. Um, So what I would do, I would offer someone, I would offer Dansby Swanson for him straight up. I think Dansby Swanson has probably had the best year of his career. Um, If you want to try to do a 2 from one I have no problem offering someone like Reese Hoskins and Marcus Stroman you know, maybe two guys that are rosterable. Um, you know, once again, you're not going to get Arenado in the, that he was with the Rockies, but I, he's still going to be a solid 280, 30 homer, 100-ish RBI guy year in, year out. David? Okay, well, let me ask you this. Would you rather have in Dynasty Nolan Arenado or Corey Seeger? Arenado. Arenado.
3: What about everybody? Um uh, Arenado or Alex Bregman.
2: I'll take Seager, by the way.
0: <laughs> well, I'm You're gonna you wrong again. <laughs> we can
2: put it we can make it as a we can make it as a board bet.
0: Okay, let's do it. Well, what board are we gonna bet. do for Dynasty? Uh I mean, that's are a we good looking question. for for their counting stats the next three years?
2: Oh my we can. I mean, whatever you okay. want to do. That's a we can this. do it just straight up this year. Or we could do it over next three. I mean, that's a deal for both.
0: If it's, if it's three done. years, you guys got to have good stakes. Then that's a long bet. Yeah.
2: We'll f- we'll keep this rolling. We'll we'll discuss offline. Maybe yeah. maybe we'll have the people Marty, on Twitter decide. Marty, I
0: would take Bregman over Arenado. All right, okay. last Brent one. Twenty-eight. Okay. Well, average or OBP league though. Uh. I feel like he's probably got to be an average. He doesn't. Nolan Arenado doesn't walk too much. Unless I, mean, I haven't look. I'm not looking at him right now, but yeah. I don't well, think he Bregman walks and, too much. Yeah,
2: Bregman and OBP, I think, is a boost.
3: So,
0: I mean, they I'm also sure. just got Jose Abreu. That lineup is stacked. So you got to yeah. think about what's around there. They, they um, might
2: get Wilson Wilson Contreras too. It's
0: crazy. Do you guys think Nolan Arenado for Shane Bieber in a dynasty league is fair?
3: I think that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm just thinking of a couple pitchers that uh, maybe you could trade him for if you're looking for pitching. one Arenado for Joe Musgrove, Zach Wheeler. What about I would take Arenado over Wheeler, and I would take him over Musgrove. I don't what like about the way fell ahead. I what love Sch- Wheeler.
3: I think that's dead on. Yeah. I think that's very close. That what is. About, uh, uh, what about what about Spider
0: Man?
1: Logan Webb. I'm
3: taking yeah. Arenado. Arenado. Oh,
1: Logan Webb. Okay. Yeah. Arenado. Yeah, I'll take that.
0: Okay. All right. I 26
1: enough. though. Huh? That's really young. He's 26, right? I know. Yeah. And Bieber's like 27. I, am I wrong about that? He feels like he's 33.
0: But he's already changed his pitching approach. He's, he's 27. About that yeah. he's like pitching more to, to contact. I'm mm. older than Shane Bieber. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. You get used to that, man. It's mm-hmm. not going to get any better. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. Get used to it. Um. All right, I'm going to try to do mine a little quicker so that I know we got a lot of guys still to cover here. Corbin Burns is the first guy. I'm mean, really, I miss mean, so much. It's like, do I, do I just do all pitch Corbin's Brand, Freddie Peralta, Uh But I'm only going to talk about Corbin Burns who right now is, I think, the consensus best pitcher in baseball. When you take out DeGrom basically being hurt all the time, and same with Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander, you again, is like on one leg. If you were picking a Dynasty SP1, it seems like it's Corbin Burns combining his age and his recent track record of production. Street Three straight years of double-digit K per nine. His last two years, he's had sub 2.3 walks per nine. He also limits home runs. Uh, This year actually being the highest in the last three years, just barely over one per nine. This is also the guy that's also pitched to a sub-three ERA each of the last three seasons and has been uh, one a Cy Young and been in contention uh, two other times for it. He's just, again, just seems like he's the safest bet at this point for strikeouts, for innings, as he just crossed 200 for the first time in his career, 202 last season. Uh, Throws hard, mixes in a ton of pitches, limits home runs. Uh, has a pretty decent ground ball percentage with his strikeouts and doesn't give up a lot of hard contacts. Ultimately, Corbin Burns, is—he's, I think, is no doubt about the SP1 in Dynasty. And I don't really know. Is there a pitcher that you guys, like, if they offered you one for one that you would trade for him straight up? No. Not for me. I know you guys like McClanahan a lot, but...
2: Strider, so, would right, so from- Strider, yeah. Strider
0: would be the closest You can't get a picture
2: from... Which one? Strider would be the closest for me, but I would need something else. But would you, if you were rebuilding and you had Corbin Burns, would you trade him for O'Neal Cruz?
3: <laughs> wow. More than that. If, no. Yeah, I would need more than that. Do you guys I'd rather boy, have... Uh, Dylan Cease, he's 26 years old. Burns is 28. What are you thinking, David? No, I, I would nah, keep Burns. Burns. Yeah.
0: Especially because Cease still I just has want would do it. Nah, his, his control stuff is still a little questionable. Yeah. Um, all right, how about uh, how about Sandy Alcantara
2: for Burns? That's pretty close. Yeah. Wait, 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 David. Yeah.
3: Puncher Brown
0: and Dylan Cease for Corbin Burns. <laughs> Who are you guys? I would love you for offering. I would love you for offering that to me, but I would reject it. Wow. Um. I'll give you, how about, let's give a couple hitters. If I'm, if you have Corbin Burns and I offer you Bryce Harper, are you taking it?
1: No. Nah. I'm keeping Burns. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I'd, I think I'd take Harper. About you will. I'll take Harper.
0: If I have, if you have Corbin Burns and I offer you Manny Machado. I'm keeping Burns still. I'll keep Burns, I
3: think. Burns.
2: Manny's thirty, isn't he?
3: Yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What about Tetis? Harper's thirty? Harper thirty? Yeah, yeah.
0: Harper's a year younger than me, Man. and Mike Trout's my age. That's mm. how I always remember. Um. All right, then. Last one. Tatis. I would not. I don't want to
2: be trading Tatis. Burns. I feel like Give me I got to be. I got to be overwhelmed if I'm trading one of the best pitchers. Bobby best Witt Junior.
0: Straight up. We're yeah bobby.
2: Bobby. i think you have to take bobby give me a bobby yeah. maybe yeah
0: yeah uh, i like it i like it
2: bad overarm when it comes down to it
0: <laughs> which one was uh which one was uh vinny sold on uh, i think it was Harper. probably bobby <laughs> we just threw so many out there i didn't even know yeah. uh well let's go back to you let's go to the next pirates player yeah. that you want to talk about
2: all right, so I'll talk about Brian Reynolds here. A um, little bit of a down year last year, so pretty underwhelming, I suppose, especially on the Pirates. Uh, but if you look at his April, he basically slashed 200, 300, 300. That's terrible. So who knows what was going on in April? We knew that the balls were all different. I don't know if that's a mental thing or he trying to max out for more power or something. Why am I only flying out to the wall? I don't know. Um we look at after April, uh, 272, 346, 485. That's much more of the Brian, Brian Reynolds, I think, that we'll get. Um, he's top four in the lineup, I think, locked in. I think he still could be traded. You know, Pirates, who knows? They got Ben Sherrington mm-hmm. now running the ship over there. So I think that he kind of knows what he's doing. I could see him trading him if he gets a good uh, package. Uh, I wonder if maybe the Mets would be in on him if they don't get Nemo back in for center field. Uh, So I wonder about that. Um, But what I love about him, he's a five-category guy. So if you're playing Roto, you're getting all that contribution. He can handle the bat, uh, handle the strike zone. So, so, you know, 275 average, I think, 350 OBP, 25 home runs. You're getting a full-year cruise now. So I think that that should help the production a little bit, the counting stats. Uh, Probably five to eight stolen bases. And I think with the changes – He's in that sprint speed 75 percentile. I don't know it doesn't translate exactly to stolen bases, but it is kind of an indication of how fast you are. I think maybe with those extra inches only thrown over a couple of times, I mean, you could get a couple more bags out of that. Um you talking about in a dynasty sense or uh, better for points or roto? I think maybe points just because he does take a walk. Uh, so for the OBP, that plays up. But with Roto, the steals are nice. I think if you're Mm -hmm. going with that method of trying to spread around your stolen bases and get 8 to 10 from a handful of guys, I think he's a good piece for that. He's not going to cost you a ton in redraft, uh, just to sprinkle that in. Uh, If you're contending, I'm buying. Uh, I think he's a nice outfield bat. Five outfielders is tough to fill in a 15-league or or, uh, deeper. So uh, I'm always trying to add quality bats to the outfield. Uh, if I'm selling or rebuilding it's kind of tough I think I'd rather wait and see if he gets traded and then sell kind of on that hype of a new lineup see if I can get a little bit more Uh, but sometimes when you tell teams Mm -hmm. that they kind of want to get ahead of that and so maybe you can get them to up their price there in the moment and then if you can get a deal you like take it then Um, equivalency like Pitching wise. So like, if I'm trading a bat, I want to like shoot up for a pitcher. So like, I don't think you can probably, you. I don't think you can get in like the Manoa Wheeler area. Uh, but like, would you take Lodolo, Marty? Like, would you do that swap or would you just keep, you stick with Lodolo or go Brian Reynolds?
3: If I was completely rebuilding, I would take the flyer on Ladolo.
2: Yeah. But if I don't think Reynolds is
3: going to win me. What but if yeah, you
2: were competing? I, I'd hold the bat. You're bad. weak in the outfield.
3: Five five outfielder. I'm holding. I'm holding it for the yeah. bat. Let me ask you this. Well, what about uh, Robbie Ray? Who would you rather have in Dynasty? Uh, Reynolds. Yeah. Okay. So I
2: like Ray for the K's, but he just makes me a little worried. So, like, I don't know what's th- when I'm when I'm throwing out them when I'm throwing him out there weekly. I don't know what I'm getting exactly.
3: What and about I Max just, Freed? Freed or Reynolds? Yeah. Yeah, I take Freed. Okay.
2: I don't think I don't think you could you could get freed for, like from the freed manager with Reynolds. I don't think so, but Probably maybe you
3: have to throw in a little sweetener. I think yeah, so. I would keep free. I mean, I would love that. Yeah.
2: I would, I would do that. But, <laughs> um, so yeah, so I would, I would buy if I'm contending. So I like, I like Reynolds a lot, five category contributor.
0: And yeah, you, you said he could go get traded, maybe in a better lineup and produce even more in that case. So, uh, it's yeah. definitely uh, something to look at there. Elsie, let's go to you next. Let's go back to you. Who would you like to talk about?
1: Let me unmute myself here. Okay. (laughs) Nico Horner. Um, Nico, I want to start off by talking about this. Nico Horner finished 2022 with 10 home runs. And I don't know how precise this statistic is, but it appears that if he had played in Houston, he would have hit 22. And if he would have played in Cincinnati, he would have hit 20. So um, I don't think he's a 20 home run hitter, but I thought that was really interesting that he's a really ballpark dependent power hitter. Um, uh, Nico, what are you getting with Nico? He's uh, He has elite uh, zone contact rate. He's the type of hitter who – just spits out good batting average years after good batting average years. He, that's what he looks like. Is he? Ha- does he have anything other than that empty batting average? Well, hard to say. If you look this twenty twenty two, his good batting average in the beginning of the season, he hit three oh seven in the first half, um, and his home run rate was lower than it was in the second half when he hit two forty six. Two wait two forty six. And his steal rate was lower than it was in the second half when he hit 246. So uh with Horner, he, he definitely had more power with that lower batting average in the second half of the season. I'm not sure if that was a, a, a result of a conscious decision on his part or if it was just small sample size deviations. His max exit velocity though does show that he has decent power. It's in about the, 59th, 60th percentile, um, but he barely ever barrels the ball. So when you're looking at what you what you want to do with him, he's only 26 on opening day. He's not old, he's a shortstop. He has 20 20 steals per season speed. So he's not he's not empty, he's got some wheels, but he's not he's not gonna he's not great. So when you want when you're trying to trade him, uh I think uh he's great for a contending team. He's a good uh he's a good middle infielder or a good uh um a good uh, fill in off of a bench bat because he uh, he's he shortstops a hard spot to fill. I think off the waiver wire. Um I think you can trade him look for prospects. I'd be looking at young guys like Zach Veen, guys who are just newly into systems and things like that. Um, but I'd also, if you're looking for pitchers, if you're trying to trade hitting for pitching, there's a lot of guys in like the Jordan Montgomery area, Drew Rasmussen and Reed Detmers, mm-hmm. like those types of young guys, those types of arms. I think you, you might be able to, to offer Horner to a team that might need a shortstop, uh, to get that. Um, I, I, I just, I don't think there's going to be much power development from him. I think 10 home runs that, that to me seems like about, seems like about right for him
0: as an average season. Okay. I mean, he's kind of a a serviceable player. I don't think there's a ton of upside, right? Like you're kind of like, you know what you're going to get with him. You're going to get good batting average. You're going to get somebody that can score a lot of runs at the top of a lineup, like you're saying, but you don't see yeah, another gear for him.
1: The upside is not if he starts to steal more. I think the upside is then if, if, because his speed is, is, is good. It's in the 92nd percentile. He's got good sprint speed, and it's it's actually getting better. His top sprint speed has gotten better each season, so he's obviously working on it. His upside is in if he takes that 20 and turns it into 30. His upside right. is because, because he's playing every day. He's scoring. He's leading off. He's stealing 30 bases. He's hitting 280. If he gets you nine home runs, you're not really sweating that too much. You're getting a lot of other stuff. But um, if he's stealing nineteen bases and hitting nine home runs and batting towards the bottom of the lineup because he doesn't walk a lot, then like, like what are you really getting from him?
2: Right, right. Two eighty's nice, but mm-hmm. I I hear you. Yeah. Well, that late too in redraft is different in dynasty.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's going pretty high in redraft. He's going in the around one hundred and fifty right now in redraft leagues, which is. Steals. I think that's pretty, that's that's pretty high. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: That steals. Yeah. 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 All right. Let's go now to, uh, let's go Marty. Let's talk about the next player for the Cincinnati Reds. Are you just going to go to the next pitching stud?
3: Hunter green. Yep. 23 year old fireball thrower, man. This guy's he's, he's fun to watch. Uh, so the good uh, 30.8 K percentage, absolutely incredible. 91st percentile. He throws smoke, but he walks way too many people. When the batters, you get a hold of the ball, they absolutely crush it. Uh, Eighteen percentile in average exit velocity, sixteen percentile um, in barrel percentage. And the biggest reason is it goes back to why I like Lodolo more. He only has two pitches. And you're not going to be able to last too long, especially when you get to the third. He may not even last, like, really ever to go see in the, um, the lineups three times. All he, does, he throws his four seam, 53.8% of the time and his slider 40.9% of the time. So his changeup is the only thing left at 5.3%. Uh, percent. His changeup doesn't do much. So the batters are waiting on the fastball. Now the upside, and this is where you may be able to actually get a lot from him in a trade potentially. When he did return from the IL on September 17th, he was great the rest of the season. Uh, his first game back, he broke the uh, single the major league record for most pitches thrown at 101 or more miles per hour. He threw 30 of them in one game. It's absolutely incredible. Mm -hmm. 30 of them, over 101 miles per hour. So he throws smoke. In that month, he had 23 innings pitched. He had 37 strikeouts with a 0.78 ERA, a 1.77 FIP, and an XFIP of 2.23. So if you can ride that wave and look to trade him over the next month or so, I would definitely try to do that. Um, A win-now pitcher, I, I could see, look at you, Darvish. You know, someone that you're just going to get one more year out of them. I think that's somebody you can probably shoot for if you're looking to rebuild. Um, and, and this more reflects that. I don't really have too much confidence in him moving forward as a starting pitcher, um, especially in that ballpark, If unless he comes up with a third or fourth pitch. But i shooting for like a Pablo Lopez. Lopez is a 26 years old um, or maybe Devin Williams if you need a closer. You know, I think that would be um. And he, Green may be even better out of the bullpen at some point in his career. So I think that's where you're looking for like a rebuild pitcher, a win now hitter. I would go for like uh, maybe like a, J, a Jay Cronenworth or a Trevor Story. Maybe a Catal Marte if someone's willing to give that up to you. Um, but again, you're just going to have to hope that someone really believes into that last month um, that he had because he won a lot of people leagues. So mm-hmm. you'd have to target that person, go after them, and then like a rebuild hitter. I mean. Ezekiel Tovar with someone I, I would try to go get Andres Jimenez or like a Glaber Torres.
0: You think it's it's firm in dynasty context that Odolo is firmly ahead of Green? Marty I think
3: I, now it's it's the opposite in redraft right now. More people Green has uh what's Hunter Green's ADP right now is 119 in redraft. Mm-hmm. Nikola Odolo's is 134. So more people are believing in green. I think it's because of that last month, but what they're not mm-hmm. seeing is that green relies on only those two pitches and he, his command is, you know, all over the place. And when hitters do hit the ball, him, they're crushing them because they're just sitting on that fastball all the right. time. So Lodolo, he needs to have the better long-term dynasty value. He has, he has a full arsenal. I
0: like right that right comparison now. that, uh, rolled Chapman
3: right now, started with the
1: reds too. Hunter green is, is a starter. The new, starter. The new uh, his,
3: his his uh like his average you know miles per hour was up three ticks when he was a relief pitcher. When they put him into you know a full starting role, you just saw the, that melt away, and he had to take he – How many times was he on the IL? A lot. You know, yeah, two or three times because he just he's, he's not built for that. And if you're throwing that ball over 100 miles per hour, even the best Jacob McGraw, he can't do that. So it's just not sustainable. I think he's a bullpen arm.
0: I think the injury risk. you hater comes with, with Green. <laughs>
3: I, and I, think I had the, him on one of my teams too. I think the injury
0: risk in Dynasty was a little bit greater with Hunter Green. It seems like his the way he plays doesn't age as well as someone like maybe like Nick Lodolo does. So that that's the only reason in, in Dynasty I might go Lodolo ahead of Green, but in redraft I think Hunter Green could be a league winner. Like I wouldn't be shocked when we start diving into our guys, our MySpace top eight episode, that he's not one of on one of our lists because
3: of uh, well, let, let me down. be honest. They're both. Uh, these are both my dudes, you know, but if I had to if I had to choose one, I'm choosing Ladova. Two of it your it like top you eight are going to be Reds greens. pitchers.
2: <laughs> That's what it them. sounded like to them. me. It's it just, sounded yeah. like you said, sell that guy ASAP.
3: I would I would do so because I really, really believe that his dynasty value is the potentially the highest it could ever be in his entire career right now. So
2: let mm-hmm. me ask you this what would you rather see? Like, would you prefer him not be in that park for his home park, or would you prefer his command to be better?
3: What I'd like to see him is go to a a team that has a better track record with developing pitching. Cleveland. Cleveland's that's a good place to start and a better stadium. Um,
2: He should just go to LA. I
0: mean, are we firmly on um, speaking of Cleveland, Tristan McKenzie over Hunter green? I think so. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Are you say who would you rather have? Yeah.
2: Green's upside is really high, but yeah. the floor is definitely lower. We've seen McKenzie put it together this last year.
3: You know, and I can hold Green just because of that upside.
0: McKenzie's gonna be one of my guys for he already
3: is right now. And in a like, in a redraft, there's no okay. question. We're going to Tristan McKenzie. I'm not waiting for that development, you know. But he kinda of already did. McKenzie. Yeah, yeah, he he broke out pretty much, and I'm not. I mean, I'm not year ahead. I think. Gotcha, gotcha. He's a step ahead.
0: Yeah. Um. Oh, sir. Uh. Again, I will be interested to see what Hunter Green does to replicate how he finished the season last year, and it maybe it'll change the discussion next off
3: season. He won me a league. I love the dude, but the more I looked into it, I was like, no, no, yeah. No. yeah, so high, so high.
0: I get it, yep. Doc. Why don't we stick with you and go to your next player? You know, I'm going to actually save Paul Goldschmidt for last because I think the next guy is more of an dis- uh, interesting discussion. And that's Tommy Edmund. So you look at the Why would you post him and his wife? Nice yes. picture. I, well, that's going to be nice. the nice thing I say about Tommy Edmund. Is he no. Can pull. I am buying. He can pull. I'll buy a, too. It's an attractive girl. You look last year, 265, 324, 400. 13 homers, 57 RBIs, 32 steals, which you love to see. He's 27 years old. But – I have him as a dynasty cell, and there's a lot of alarming things that show me that when you look at his stat cast page, most of it is in that blue. Not not Mr. Freeze blue, but mm-hmm. average exit velocity, thirty-two percentile or thirty-second percentile, hard hit, thirty-sixth, barrel percentage thirty-third. So he's not gonna be a power hitter that you're ever gonna get. He's in the eighty six percentile in sprint speed, but he went thirty two out of thirty five on the bags last year, which was a ninety one percent. So I don't know if those necessarily correlate. But to me, I don't think he'll be 91% successful last year. Considering the three years prior, he went 47 to 57, which was 82%. So I don't think he's going to be as successful on the base pass, although I know they are increasing the size of it. You look at his Babbitt: 346, 301, 291, and 306. And for someone that doesn't hit the ball hard, I think those numbers are going to go down a lot. And then you look at what the Cardinals are doing with his contract. If the Cardinals like someone, they're willing to pay them. And he's making about 560000 this year. They have a lot of good, young talent that could easily take his spot. And if Tommy Edmund gets traded most, most other places, he is likely going to uh, suffer in dynasty terms. So what I'd be looking to do, you're going to need to replace the steals. I would look to trade him and someone that just had a really good year, maybe like a Jamison Tyone, and try to get Randia Rosarena. I think it's going to be really hard to replicate those steals. I don't think Randia Arena' is a sexy name, but he's someone that will help kind of replenish that stolen base value, um, but somebody that I think is going to be more uh, valuable long-term. All right, Will, tell me why I'm wrong. There are a lot of people that like Tommy Edmund this year.
2: I, I don't know. I mean, you, you could be right. I mean, the the stat cast isn't great. I just, I think he's a ball player. So I just think that sometimes, like, his profile doesn't suggest, like, I need you to smack the ball all around the yard. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think that he's just kind of a sneaky hitter. And I think that the Cardinals like those guys. Like, I think I see them more keeping him and moving him around the diamond as their young guys come up, like Wynn and Walker. Uh, but I guess they could sell him. But he seems like a cardinal player to me. He could yeah. be, and I just I love the stolen bases. That's that. So you know, if we're thinking Roto, I think if you're talking points, whole different ball game. You can sell him on that notion of someone else thinking, oh, stolen bases are great. Well, it's different in points. So,
0: yeah, that's true. I think he is what he is. I think there was potential. Some people I thought. Very smart people in the fantasy baseball industry were predicting 20 homers this year, and he looked like he was on that way early on and kind of fell off as the season went on. But he still looked like Wilson. I think he's a very good ball player, and he also has a lot of position flexibility. So when the Jordan Walkers of the world or any of the other uh, high-end prospects come up for this team, they can shift him around which I think is going to give him appeal long-term too with the position flexibility. I just think he, he has he's one of the most valuable trade pieces for the Cardinals, and they have a lot of good hitting, and they don't have a lot of good pitching. Well, I mean, I guess... in dynasty they, the,
2: they they got a lot of those DH first base types, yeah. like Yepez and Burleson. I could see them trading from that.
0: Oh, they also have Brendan Donovan and Edmundo Sosa yeah. and Nolan Gorman. Gorman too, yeah. Gorman's interesting. Where's he going to play? I think if you're talking about trade candidate, I think he might be, if they're looking to get pitching, he might be the more attractive name because his prospect pedigree, had a lot of power last season, and a team that might need some power, uh, and especially at a thin position like second base. I feel like he could be their best trade chip in terms of hitters.
2: Yeah, I don't know if he'll play second base, though, because with those yeah. shift rules, the range is going to be shortened up on him. So he might be more first base DH type, which would suggest a trade or third base if they right. someone feels he can play that.
0: My bold prediction that he gets traded, since we're talking about it now, that Nolan Gorman is with a different team.
2: The power is um, legit. So. It
0: is. It is. Yeah. Got to cut the strikeout numbers. Obviously, that was a problem uh, for a little bit, but he definitely has the power.
3: He's uh, only but, 22. That's yeah, wild.
0: He's young. Young Another team. young player that, well, let's say, will stick with the young theme, Mysterio Ruiz, who started out the year with the San Diego Padres, but got some time with the Brewers last season. Uh, if you actually, if you're looking at the exact amount of play appearances, he got only 36 plate appearances, but that qualifies for this show as he did get some major league time. People that were plugged mm-hmm. into the prospect world probably noted Mysterio Ruiz because he had over 60 stolen bases in the minor leagues last season. And it was just running wild, and I think people were shocked when they saw that they, he was included in the Josh Hader trade. But this is a guy right now that, uh, he pretty much, I think his value can't get any lower in terms of how people are viewing him for what he did at the major. This was like this was somebody that I think was starting to really build up his profile, and then with how he played in the major leagues, and for those that did not see what he did at the big leagues this year hit 171 in 36 plate appearances a 194 OBP uh struck out did only strike out in 19% of plate appearances this year but max EV was awful hard hit percentage of only 10% keep in mind league average is right near 36% uh did not really do anything well again not even stealing bases only one stolen base in that time so you might be able to get him at a lower cost just because of what people saw at the big league level last year. But again, throughout his minor league uh, career, stole a ton of bases, hit above 300 at every single level he played at in 2022, and uh, just looked like he was really starting to catch on. He does not strike out nearly as much as you would think. Uh, Pretty much ever since 2019, has kept his strikeout percentage 26% or lower with all of 2022 at about 17% until he got to the big league. So I like his profile. He's fast with stolen bases, stuff that's going to happen this year with the bigger bases. Strikeouts are not a problem. I think he's going to adjust as he gets more time in the big leagues. So I think he's somebody that you could take advantage of now and buy for dynasty. Um, In terms of what I would trade him for, it's so hard because I think people are viewing him very differently. Some people are out on him. And some people are looking at this as a buy low. So I think it's a very much of a bigger window in terms of that. Um, But again, one of triple play fantasy's best prospect minds here in Vinny down on the farm. If you're buying Ruiz, be aware of Sam Fralick, who right now is also one of the Brewers top prospects here. I believe he's the number two prospect for the Brewers behind Jackson Churio. So, uh, and they also have Garrett Mitchell there too, who is probably who I'm going to talk about next. So, there's a lot of competition that is the one downside with Isteri Ruiz. Um, now that we're hitting the hour mark, let's go and hit our last guy here, which should be our, I don't want to say it's our least interesting guy, but definitely probably not as much as our first two. So let's go around the horn here, start off with Will. Who's your last guy for the Pirates?
2: Well, least interesting would probably fit because it's a closer. Uh, but David Bednard. Um back injury last year, two months out. I don't love that, but basically everything else I do love. Uh elite strikeout rate, good K minus walk rate, swing and strike rate good, all really good numbers, elite ratios, uh the backup indicators, back it up, X C R A three point one two, X Whip one point oh six. Um again the drawback is the team context. So it's the Pirates. We're not going to win a lot of games. Um, But the thing is, is that I think they're going to be close games. So I think I could still see 30 saves uh, in Roto. That's huge. Um, So I'd probably be buying in Dynasty if I'm trying to build up a contender or add like maybe that second closer that I think can pair well with the closer I already have. Uh, But I think he's good enough to be a number one. uh, Checks all the boxes for me with, you know, can get swing and misses. Limits walks, uh, not going to get blown up. I guess there maybe is a little concern about how they utilize him. They were using him a little early, uh, at some points last year, not getting that save. So I guess that could come in. But I think if he got traded, I mean, we're talking about skills that would put him in the top, probably six, seven closers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of a guy I'm looking to buy in dynasty ahead of the curve. Uh, if I'm selling or uh, rebuilding, and I'm I'm picking him up or already have him or looking to flip him, um, I think you probably have to because it's a closer, uh, the, just the nature of the beast. And mm-hmm. those guys pop up every year, Helsley, Batista. If you're in a deep enough league, those guys are rostered. But in your you know, more shallow dynasty, those guys pop up. So uh, obviously gauge that, but I would probably be selling if I'm looking for, I'm looking for a bat. If I'm selling them, probably mid twenties, late twenties guys. So like, if I want power, maybe like an Anthony Santander, mm-hmm. or if I want speed, maybe a, a uh, Ahmed Rosario or Nico Horner, like we mentioned. I think a little cheesecake would trade me Nico Horner for David <laughs> Bedard. <laughs> See, look at him nodding. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: See, he
1: wants uh, his
2: guy. Yeah, there you go. So, but I love them. Uh, you know, Pirates got a couple starting pitchers that. Uh, could be something, but a lot of bad fastballs and uh, it's the Pirates. They're not going to win a lot of games. I like Luis Ortiz. He's honorable mention. Uh, really, really good slider, but uh, he might be a reliever. The walks we'll see uh, and doesn't have a third pitch. So, But David Bednar, my third guy, I'd be buying if I'm, uh, if I'm trying to contend. I like him.
3: I like David Bednar as well. Yeah. LC, I let's know we're going to move on quickly, but I just want to ask, Will, mm-hmm. why do you hate Cobrian Hayes?
2: Uh, just, I mean, what are we really getting? I mean, so I love stolen bases at third base. I think if you can get stolen bases at third base and catcher, you're setting yourself up good for a lot of options later. You don't have to pin yourself into something. But I don't think you're getting much power. I mean, I don't know what's going on. He's got a back last year and a wrist problem also that it seemed like maybe it's degenerative or something that it's just he's not going to be able to get to that power. The ground ball rate is huge. Uh, He's 26 now. I'm just i selling him in Dynasty because I just don't know. I mean, people still say maybe he'll hit 25 home runs, and I mean, that would be great. I just don't think I see that. And so from third base, you're putting yourself behind the eight ball and not having a power guy there, I think.
0: Fair enough. Little Cheesecake, I want you to tell us, tell the world, who you would like to talk about. Please tell us the guy that you want to talk about Please.
1: Christopher Morel is the third guy I'd like to talk about.
0: No, but you like I need What's you that? to tell I need you to explain it to like like talk to us about talk to us about him. Can you tell us you would like to talk about him?
1: I would like to talk ah, about Christopher ding, Morel. You ding, <laughs> ding,
0: ding, ding. <laughs> said the secret word
1: Well, I would like to talk about
0: about earlier. I I, I was tweeting and DMing Will
1: about it the entire time (laughs) so he knew. (laughs) Uh, Christopher Morrell, I would like to talk about him. He's going to be 23 on opening day. Second baseman has unusual power for a second baseman. Um, The one thing that I would like to say about him is that his contact and the major leagues in 2022. Was awful. His contact zone contact rate of 69 of under 70%, 69.7 was over three and a half ticks below next to last among all hitters with 400 plate appearances in the major leagues last year. He had the worst zone contact rate in the bigs. His uh whiff rate, his whiff percentage, he's in the one percentile. I don't even know how to say that. He's in the 1th percentile. Um, but his max EV is in the 88th percentile. His hard hit percentage is over 50 is in the 50th percentile. His ex woba is in the 60s. Like, what are we doing with these numbers? They don't mean anything. The guy can't hit the ball. 69.7%. I think he's a sell now. He's, his his value's high because of his power potential at second base. Um, I think you gotta try and get what you can for him now because until that zone contact rate, goes up he's going to be a streaky hitter for me that's not the type of hitter I like to roster these guys who are who are frustrating you never know if they're in their one for 24 week or if they're in their 11 for 24 week Um, so that's that to me he's not the type of player who I like to roster even though he does have potential for a power speed combo even though he was only 10 for 17 on the base pass last year that percentage may go up with the with the changes but I I don't see him hitting, uh, getting enough contact to to really uh, have that power be meaningful this year.
0: So I have a question for you, Elsie. So you brought up Christopher Morrell as your last player. I'm curious Mm -hmm. why you didn't include Seiya Suzuki as one of your top three dynasty players for the Cubs.
1: Um, I like to focus on the uh, younger guys when I'm picking the guys from the team. I mm-hmm. want to talk about guys who, but Suzuki was a rookie last year. Uh, he would have been a great choice uh, to, to look at. He's only 28. So I, 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 I found him to be a, an interesting player last season. He, of course, he started so hot mm-hmm. and then the league kind of caught up to him and then he, he leveled, but he does have power. He does have big league power. Um, he's got to get used to the pitching. Uh, I think he's kind of a question mark going into next season as to what you're going to get from him. But he's going to get plate appearances. But uh, uh, I don't. I just don't know uh, if he's going to. If you're going to see him produce a better season, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. than he did last season. I mean, that's what, you watch as many
0: Cup games as anybody. So if you're having those concerns, then.
1: I mean, he, he was a world beater in April and he was mediocre the rest of the way, pretty much. He was terrible. He, he was bad after he was a world beater. Then he was just mediocre the rest of the way. He's got to figure out how to, how, and the Japanese hitters often have this, this issue coming over. They, yeah. Japanese hitters aren't, aren't, except for Otani, there's not a huge line of Japanese hitters who came over here and, and, and killed it. So he's, he's, he'd be an exception to the
3: rule. Fair enough. Plus, he was injured a lot too, and it, it, it's a long season. Adjusting I'm to 100s. What's
0: hmm?
3: that?
2: I'm full buy. Full you buy. Are? Full buy on Suzuki, especially OBP leagues.
0: Can we get a um, a Seiya Suzuki for Nico Horner straight up?
2: <laughs> Absolutely. I I guess Suzuki. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I think I think he could be 20 25 home run bat, 10 stolen bases. 270, 370 OBP. I mean, I guess the lineup maybe not might not be great, but I think uh, you know, probably not as good as he was in April, but I think this the injured finger would cost him a month or whatever that was. Yeah. I think maybe played some of the role. I think just second year over here now too, maybe a little bit more comfortable. Yeah. I just think this might be the time, the window where you can buy and it's not an extreme cost. And he, I see. I can see him jumping into that top 20, 25 outfield. So
3: I'd be buying. Will, would you rather have him or Nick Castellanos? Dynasty. Suzuki. I love
2: a- it. average or OBP. Either one, I, but yeah,
3: either. Yeah, I probably. Yeah. I mean OBP. I don't think it's you know. It's I mean, I mean it's take, a lot closer, yeah. but I take Suzuki.
2: But I think Casty could be good for a bounce back too. His second year, a little bit. He seemed a little bit more comfortable towards the end of the year. I think he likes playing those meaningful games and playoffs kind of charged him up a little bit. I mean, that's maybe me wishing that he would go into the off season, work really hard, try to come back, be his best self, but we'll see.
0: I think we all have to ag- play
2: the outfield.
0: We all can agree that super Saiyan Suzuki looked very much like it early in the season. Then he turned to base form in the middle of the season. Then he kind of went back super Saiyan at the end. So Hopefully we get more of that next year from him and not that middle season lull there. Uh, Marty, let's give the cliff notes version of your last guy as we'll all kind of fly through these here. Uh, so we're not here all night. So
3: go ahead, Marty, yeah. give us your guy. Jonathan India. So, you know, just like his season, it was it was a cliff note. He didn't play too much last year. Uh, 2021 Rookie of the Year. Last year, re- injured. Right hamstring injury, costing 48 games. He was hit by a pitch on his left shin. The deep, uh, It was a deep bone bruise that affected him the rest of the season. So, when we you compare his stat cast adder from his rookie, um, his rookie campaign to last year, I mean, everything has just completely fallen off the map. So, now what I do see as a, um, oh, and another thing that he even talked about was that the Reds lost Nick, uh, they lost, um, Nick Cassianos, Jesse Winker, and Suarez. And so there was literally no protection for him. So he was, uh, pressing, um, he, his, uh, walk percentage. And his rookie year was in the 81st percentile, and it dropped all the way down to the 39th percentile. So that just shows he was really just, you know, he's going up there just trying to hit the ball, playing out of his own, uh, playing out of his league. So I do expect him to to bounce back. He's going to be fully healed. He's going to regain his, spin sp- uh, his uh, sprint speed, which went down. Um, and then just quickly, uh, like a win now pitcher, uh, like a Luis Garcia, I think from the Astros could be good, or like a Clayton Kershaw, uh, you know, if you need an arm for next year. If you're looking to rebuild, I think like a Reed Detmers or a Tariq Scooble, you know, I, I think somewhere in that range. And that, that kind of speaks to, I, I don't think he's going to be as good, you know, as his rookie year for the rest of his, you know, rest of his life, you know, even though he's a, he's a good ball player out of Florida. That's um, but, um, and then a win now hitter, a Nick Castellanos, we were just talking about him uh, or a Brandon Lowe or Lau. I always forget which one it is, the second baseman. Mm-hmm. Um, And then yeah, that's, a, that's a win now hitter. And then if a rebuild, I I was just hold. I was just hold to see what we can get out of him.
0: Do we like his ADP for redraft at 173 cuz I think that's an incredible value.
3: Yeah. And that could possibly be your middle infielder at that point. And then yeah. you know, he can yeah. kind of move around. Get you maybe upside. The 15 homers, 15 stolen bases. He's still in that same park. He's going to get at bats if he stays healthy. So, redraft I'm a lot higher on him than dynasty. Yeah, redraft. I
0: mean, second base in general in redraft and it was a dynasty show, but there is a lot of later second basemen, like Brandon Lau is there, Max Muncy, then obviously Jonathan India, uh, then you have Jay Cronenworth. All these guys are like right in that range, like after pick 150. So you if you miss out on second baseman, Juan Grissom too, Ketel Marte, these are like, it, this is an interesting range. Does Muncy uh,
1: have second base next season? According to NFBC, he does. He's second he does. and first. Okay. Okay, so he lost. He lost third. He lost third then, yeah. I'm perfectly. sorry. Second
0: and third. I'm I'm sorry. Yeah. Second and third. No first. Not first. Not first. No he lost
1: first. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I knew he lost one. Sorry.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Doc,
0: you're up. Last guy I'm talking about. It's the NL MVP. It's Paul Goldschmidt, and when we look at his MVP season, finally won it. 317, 404, 578, 35 homers, hundred fifty on RBI, seven stolen bases. He's 35 years old. If you have him, you're holding unless you get a King's ransom. But if you're contending in the next year or two, you've got to buy him. This is an acquisition you make if you're all in. If you're trying to contend for a dynasty title, he's the guy that's going to push it over. Career high, 578 slug percentage. His walk percentage after dipping in 2021 came back to 12.1% in 2022. Does strike out a little bit of the time, but once again, he's durable. He's played 90% of games in in, uh, 10 out of the last 11 seasons. Um, And you're going to have to give up a lot for him. So these are some people I would give up straight up. I'd give up Austin Riley for him. I know Austin Riley is promising. I know that he has a lot of power. Um, I'm worried a little bit about the K rate for that. I think Paul Goldschmidt's going to give you better average and more stolen bases. Mm -hmm. I would give it Matt Olson for him. I would give up. You have to give up more than someone like Rodone. Um, I would even maybe try and lowball do a two for one. You know, we're talking about how much we like Tristan McKenzie, him and Corey Seager. You know, two guys that are younger, you're given a pitcher and you're given a hitter. Um, But Goldschmidt is going to be that guy that's going to help you in any format that you're playing in.
3: He's Paul Goldschmidt. You love him. Yeah, over Austin Riley. You heard it first, folks. And I'm
1: not that season. big in Austin Literally. Riley. What about, I mean, what about the
0: age? What about the age? And you at hate all?
2: Austin Riley? He's only 25.
3: He did it back to back seasons, Eric.
0: I, you know what? He has these really good weeks, but I, I still just I'm not sold on him yet.
3: He lost money on him. Yeah, no, better, it's not
0: even that. You're a tough guy. You guys tough can have guy your uh, add this to the next three year bet. You guys can just tally a few of them. There Austin Riley versus we'll Paul we'll Dolce. Be, be
3: retired. I'll <laughs> take that.
1: As, as ageist
0: as I can be, as Marty says, 35 we've seen hitters. Yeah, he's older
3: than years. me. What are you oh.
0: talking
1: about? So guy's five more years. Five,
0: okay, five, but that's why I said if you're contending in the next year or two, you're getting Goldschmidt. Goldschmidt is going to be hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on.
2: <laughs> this is blasphemous, bro. Riley's 27. Austin Riley barely walks. He strikes out a lot.
0: Will said I had enough of you, Doc. I putting. Pretty- <laughs>
2: I'm just in a diner. Dyna- I guess maybe Con league, but in a Dynast. His BABIP,
0: his BABIP for the last two years has been 368 and 315.
2: Yeah, because he murders the baseball.
0: Eric, who's better next season? Goldschmidt or Riley? Yeah. Goldschmidt. Who's better the year after that? Goldschmidt. Who's better the year after that? Riley. So, you're, so you want to say the next two years? Yeah. That Goldschmidt's better than Riley. What do you think about you know. that, Will? Next over the next two years. Yeah. That's why I said if you're contending in the next year or two, you're gonna you're gonna pay for Goldschmidt. If you're thinking, thinking of Boston Riley, though, Man, I don't know that's I
2: would That's tough. That. That's tough. What about the you already scarcity? got I
0: he mean how much base. more are you getting yeah, from too. Goldschmidt than Riley? That's like, two more. That's a good point. You said what? He said the position scarcity too, because Riley's third base. Doc. Doc,
1: I love the Doc, time.
0: but Goldie, I oh don't know. Riley, I Doc, don't I, be back there,
3: Doc. He, Doc, stop killing Doc.
0: Austin Riley murders the ball, but I just don't think like <laughs> that much of a – Like here's Doc. A, you're not giving up are giving
2: up for an MVP. Don't go cornerback on me, doc. <laughs> He's on the, the back pedal. How, how's it corner? Wait, wait, No, no, no. I'm just teasing. I'm teasing. Just yeah, you know, yeah. I, I was going to say, right the now. graphic says. <laughs> no, nah, yeah. Run like, right. right. it on graphic. The
0: graphic says next Ooh. one to two years.
2: Okay. But I don't I don't know if I could do Riley. I feel like you got to. I don't know. But Maybe. Even McKenzie and Seager, that's a lot, man. That is I think lot. you could just do Seager in something smaller than McKenzie. I think if you're a Goldschmidt owner and you're, and you're
0: getting that, oh, you're doing you that real quick. i going to take Austin Riley next year in drafts. Well, where do you think he's going right now? Uh, I'll first throw that out there. His second, uh, third round, isn't he? He is going right now, pick twenty-three. So in a fifteen-team oh, league, than I in a fifteen-team league, base, he's in baby. the middle of the second round. Yeah. I, I thought he was going to be, uh, like, in the forty to forty-five range. Bro, um, that lineup is
2: so juicy for counting stats. Is better yeah. than the Cardinals.
3: It's going to age obviously a lot better with how young the Braves are.
0: Doc, I ain't getting that Doc this year. 25. Doc! <laughs>
3: Okay, it's going to be fun good. to watch all season. Austin
2: hey, Riley
0: versus Paul Goldschmidt.
2: Hey, this is what makes it fun, though. You know, some people are in and some are out. So it leaves it. the Rileys for the rest of us.
0: I love it. That's, I mean,
1: look.
2: imagine
0: this we, conversation. How how on 18 we, minutes.
1: This is think good.
0: about a Miguel Sano that just murders the ball, but strikes out a shit ton. Don't go there. Don't go there. Don't yes, go there. He dropped you it. you compare You just compare to Miguel I did. Ceno. I did. I did drop Don't me. go there.
2: He um, swore and compared them. With Doc, <laughs> Doc, you're digging your grave further, Doc. It's
0: worse than the than the uh, swearing, Doc. I, I'm just <laughs> saying, if you if you're talking about someone that just murders the ball, all right, all right, all, all, stuff, all right, all all right. let's let's close the, the show Suno, on a question.
2: If Sano can stay healthy for a full season, maybe we could see what he can do. That's impossible. Yeah, he's too fat.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll, end, I'll end the show on a question because the Milwaukee. I could talk about Garrett Mitchell. I could talk about Aaron Ashby or Freddie Peralta or even Brandon Woodruff. Out of those, Woodruff. Four guys, those four guys, who would you guys say is the best dynasty asset on that Woodruff. team? Woodruff. Woodruff. Can you, can you go through them again? Woodruff, I believe, is 29, 28, 28 29, I think. Uh, Woodruff, 29. Peralta, it'll Ashby. Be 30 when the year starts. Yeah. i will be Age 30. Okay, so though. Woodruff, Peralta, Ashby. Or Garrett Mitchell, who would you guys rather have in a dynasty league? If you are, let's say, rebuilding, then obviously if you're contending, you're going to probably want Woodruff. So let's flip it. If you're rebuilding, who do you want out of those four guys?
1: I feel like Woodruff's going to age well. I I really do. I don't think he's like a high innings guy. I think he's like a 160 to 180 guy. But He's a really good pitcher. I think he's going to age well too, so i take Woodruff. Those ratios are good. Mm-hmm.
2: I think if Peralta had a little bit better of a health picture, maybe mm-hmm. Peralta. You take the the three years age gap, but I don't think. I mean, we just don't know how many innings Peralta can go. So I was. I, like I Ashby. Yeah.
0: Uh, Even though he burned me last year, I think the skill set yeah. is still there for him. So to you're back 20. in. I'm back in. Good but,
2: job. No, that's good.
0: Yeah, I just, I just, I he was one of my like he was. One of my MySpace top eight guys, he was one of the three guys I legit posted everywhere how much I wanted and I took All him right. in so many places, but hes I still like him. I just don't know. He, he kind of like we were in love and now we're like we went back, we backpedaled and now we're in the like stage now.
2: Oh, I hear some ice cracking. I don't know, Mandy.
0: Yeah, it's it's thin ice, man. He's, he burned me last year, but the skills are still there. So I, I, I'm like kind of like one foot stepping on. But a, 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 right. I'm ready. I could fall in. I know. So man, I
2: can hear it cracking in your voice and everything.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, he's, it could be. He could put it all together. He's a, he's a bit. It all comes down to like where he goes in drafts because you're gonna have. To, he's not sneaking up on anybody. So everybody's kind of like sees it and they know it's a possibility. And that's yeah. that's the question. I um, think you
2: you can get him cheap in dynasty relatively. I think that shine is worn off a little bit. Yeah, I was in in one league that somebody sold him off pretty cheaply, and he was high on him in April. So I was like, "You're already giving up on him, or that's oh, I've seen good. it. I've seen enough." <laughs> like, all right, I guess.
0: That's a quick trigger in Dynasty. In yeah. Dynasty, I I would still be giving him another year before I would yeah. consider moving on. Um, but that's it. That's that was probably the longest Dynasty show we've done. But that was everything you want. Tons of great information doc being uh very off with a couple things (laughs) and uh just great discussion all around from everybody but on that note will thank you so much for hopping on the show man it's a ton of fun having you on and please plug all the great stuff you're doing where people can find you on twitter and all that good stuff
2: appreciate y'all man it was a blast i'm ready to go another hour or two let's do it (laughs) uh so anytime you guys want to have me back on i'm happy to come on uh, I'm just on Twitter. I'm not affiliated with anything right now. So on Twitter at at, at w Garofalo. It's G A R O F A L O two. So you know, tweet here and there. DMs always open. You have any questions? Fantasy, otherwise, whatever. Life. Happy to talk. Um, but yeah, thanks guys again, man. It was a lo- it was a lot of fun.
0: Hey, I can be pretty confident and say this won't be the last time we have you on, man. So. <laughs> Keep those it. DMs open because you know I'll be hitting you up to come back on sometime soon for sure. I love and it. Uh, and yeah, make sure after Paul Goldsmith does better than Austin Riley. <laughs> well,
2: yeah, right. we, we got a couple. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be in the DMs. We got a couple to settle. We'll figure there we it go. out. All right. All right.
0: <laughs> there we I, go. Love it. I love make it. Make sure you're following all the other guys too. Art is a new Twitter handle. I was going to ask you about that. Art finally show approved. Art at it's now at arttpf on Twitter. Marty underscore Tallman. Doc is at Triple Fantasy. I'm at DMendy02. Any questions you have for fantasy, you can hit up any of us. We'll answer those. And if you guys like supporting the channel, please make sure you subscribe. Make sure you guys like the videos and leave a comment below for the old algae. And, uh, that helps get to, uh, get seen by more people. So we appreciate you guys on YouTube and on the podcast, wherever you listen each and every week. But for Will, for Elsie, for Marty, for Doc, I'm DMendy. We're going to make like a bread truck and we're going to haul these buns. Talk to you guys next week.
1: Peace.